Welcome to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with John Balserac. John has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and has dedicated his business career to helping families accomplish their financial goals by focusing on their core values, which involve balance and clarity of all four asset classes, financial, intellectual, social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies. And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balzerak with A4 Wealth Advisors and my co-host, Tony Shore. And today we have a very special show. We actually have a guest speaker today, Michael Binger, CFA and Senior Portfolio Manager of Graded Investments, uh, located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Mike has been working with A4 Wealth now for about seven plus years. He has over 26 years of experience in the business. And, you know, I thought it was a timely time to bring Mike in because I've got a lot of clients asking a lot of different questions. And if that's the case with them, I'm sure that all of our listenership out there probably have similar questions. So first of all, Mike and Tony, how are you both? Oh, I'm doing great today. John, great to be here with you once again. Thanks for having me on the show. And I'm excited about our special guest today. You you brought a, a, a big name in, uh, Michael Binger. Well, absolutely. I appreciate the warm welcome and the kind sentiments from both of you. Uh, John, It's uh, thank you for having me back, and it's good to uh, be on your show again. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're glad to have you, Mike. And we, we realize how valuable your time is and, and taking your time out for today's show, so we are very grateful for that. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and start right in and, and ask uh, Tony Shore how many lottery tickets he bought because <laughs> we know that you know the Powerball just hit 700 million. You know, and I've Tony, never never bought a lottery ticket, but boy, I'll tell you, I've been tempted the last couple of days. I'll be honest. How many well, Pizza Huts would you buy? I would. <laughs> I would probably buy my own uh, all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Sure. And, and I got to tell you, John, uh, e- e- even though all the mathematicians say it's not worth it, the odds will never happen. Uh, our group bought some tickets today, too. Awesome. <laughs> we, we did, too. You know, hey, you can always dream. So right. anyway, let's let's kind of get into it. You know, we've got a really unique dynamic, you know, working today. Um, you know, the, the stock market has continued to go up because, as Mike always tells us, you know, John, you know, don't mix politics with your investing look at the fundamentals. And for those out there listening today, fundamentals have been generally good. Uh, you know, I know, Mike, we just got into earnings seasons and it uh, looks like a lot of companies hit their earnings. But what, what do you think when people say, you know, hey, with all the political unrest that's going out there, I and mean, we see it every day. I mean, you know, people kneeling at football games and people taking down statues. You know, obviously we're down here in the South in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, you know, people almost trying to rewrite it or erase history. And you see all this political unrest. But, you know, markets have relatively been unscathed. They continue to go up. And, you know, what would you say, Mike, to a person that maybe is on the sideline right now or they're afraid to invest or maybe they've been in for a long time, they want to get out? Just what your perspective is, because obviously you guys manage a lot of money and you probably hear this every day and you've been doing it for a long time. So what's your sentiment? 
Well, let's start out with the you've been doing it for a long time. Um, I have been doing it for a long time. <laughs> and uh, just one observation is, is that I've been doing this close to, as you said, 30 years now, John. And in all of those 30 years, there's never been an environment where everything has been perfect, where there's no issues, where there's no political controversies, where there's no international geopolitical hotspots out there. The point being is that there's always issues out there. Um, there's always things going on in Washington, D.C. Um, there, there's always unrest around the world at some point. And even though there are these issues, we still need to invest. And we need to invest because economies grow, corporations, their profits grow. Um, and the point is, is that markets are resilient. Uh, companies in corporate, corporate America are resilient. Economies do do well in certain environments. They do, they do poorly in other environments. But the bottom line is that there's always something going on in either Washington, D.C. or somewhere internationally. There's always issues out there. And despite that, markets have worked and have hit new highs for over 200 years now. Uh, that's just what stock markets do. And it really is about the fundamentals. The fundamentals are pretty good right now. They're very constructive. Um, and I'm going to list the fundamentals in our opinion off to you, John and Tony. That'd be great. Um, and I think there's three broad fundamentals. The first fundamental is how is the economy doing? Uh, the second broad fundamental is, and this is, I think, the most important fundamental, is how is corporate America, their profits and losses, doing operating within the economy? And then third, and probably the last on my priority list of fundamentals is you know, we need to be aware of what stock market valuations and certainly individual security valuations are. So I'll just repeat that really quick. The fundamentals, in my opinion, are how's the economy doing? How's the, 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 the corporate profits uh, of the companies operating within that economy? And finally, valuation. Is it extreme? Is it cheap? Is it, is it about middle of the road or average? Those kind of things. Those are the fundamentals, John. Perfect. So you, let's start with the first then. Um, how is the economy doing? Yeah, let, let's talk about the economy. And I think the broadest measure of the U.S. economy is this thing called GDP or gross domestic product. Uh, what we saw in the first quarter, it, it was a little bit disappointing. It only grew about one and a half, one point six percent in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, it accelerated and it grew about two point six percent. That was a number that was above what a lot of people forecast, um, and that's a good number. So you put those two together, the economy continues to expand at about a 2% rate. It's been doing that for about eight years now, and that's uh, it, it's been pretty stable. It's been pretty consistent, and that's a good environment for stocks. Um, so what drives GDP? Well, it's, you know, when you think about it, unemployment rates were about 10% back in 09. Today, they're closer to 4%. So people are working, their wages are growing, um, their, their stock portfolios have expanded, and their net worth has expanded. Um, you, you know, the largest asset that most people have is, is, is their home. Real estate prices have gone up. Um, you know, and it's all important because if you have a consumer who's working, whose property is appreciated, uh, whose wages are growing, that makes them competent. And because 70% of U.S. GDP is um, consumer-driven, what they buy in goods and services. Uh, a confident consumer whose wages are growing, they tend to spend, and that drives the economy. 
and it really is a flywheel that keeps things moving, and we're doing pretty well right now. That's great. So you know, now we go into number two, how is corporate America? I mean, those profits. If, if we were to, for example, Mike, go back to, say, 2007, uh, right before we had the, the big pullback in 2008, if you were to look at corporate America balance sheets, uh, corporate America cash flows, um, and, and earnings back then, uh, compared to where they are today, I mean, because you have some people, you know, that are saying, well, you know, because we're at this perhaps exuberant stage that we were back in 07, how would you address the fundamentals of companies then in corporate America back in 07 and 08 versus today? Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's look back in 07 because in 5, 6, and 7, 2005, 6, and 7, um, earnings were expanding. And generally, John, earnings for corporate America do expand over time, and they do so fairly consistently, but just not every year. There are periods where earnings collectively decline. And those declines hit generally because the economy goes into recession. Um, And we had a pretty deep recession in 2008, the financial crisis, um, and corporate America's earnings declined collectively in 08 and they declined in 09. And guess what? During that time period, we saw a pretty steep drop in the stock market. Um, But towards the end of 09 and into 2010, earnings grew again, and they've been growing on a year-over-year basis ever since. Um, They took a little pause in 15, Mm -hmm. but what we're seeing right now, John, is that we're seeing that corporate America the earnings in 2017 versus where they were in 2016 are forecasted and look like they're going to grow 10% plus. Wow. And the experts out there, now I I put that word experts in brackets because these are just forecasts and things can change. But right now, they're not only looking for earnings to go up 10% in 2017, but also looking for those earnings to grow 10% plus in 2018. Wow. If that's the case, and it, and I don't see anything right now on why that couldn't be the case, that's why we're comfortable with stock prices going up roughly 10% this year and you know high single digits to 10% next year. Interesting. It, you know, we do have to take a quick break here pretty quick, John. Yep. Yeah, so uh, again, thank our listeners for tuning in. Mike Banger has been very, very insightful so far. Uh, for all our listeners out there that want to learn more, uh, obviously we've been working with, with Michael Benger and Great Investments for a very long time. We've got a great relationship. But we believe that most people out there need a second opinion. They need a second set of eyes. And you really just don't know what you don't know until you get one. So we recommend that you give us a call toll-free at one 260 7361 Again, that's 855 260 7361 to come in for a complimentary consultation and just make sure that your portfolio is on track. Uh, you know, if you read some of the headlines or some of the articles about a big major crash, you could be making a major mistake, you know, based on the fact that a lot of people think that we're going to get 10% growth in this year, 2017. And we're also expected, again, expected to get 10% in 2018. So, uh, again, give us a call toll-free at 855-260-7361. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. Hi, my name is John Balzerak, author of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, a Roadmap for Financial Independence. If you're like most of my clients, 
having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. Creating lifestyles, building legacies will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 888-949-7475 or visit us at www.a4wealth.com to receive a complimentary copy today. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, the amazing John Balserac from A4 Wealth Advisors, myself, your co-host, and we've got a very special guest today, don't we, John? We absolutely do. Michael Banger from Gradient Investments, and we are blessed to have him uh, as a strategic partner here. So we were, we were kind of talking about the economy, and uh, Mike was going over the three big fundamentals. How's the economy doing, which is very positive. GDP numbers look really steady and really good. Um, how's corporate America doing and the profits? And again, profit forecasts are expected to be 10% this year in 2017 and 10% next year for 2018. That's very, very positive and bullish. And that valuations are high, but uh, they're still fair. So with that, uh, that last one, Mike, you know, what is the typical PE ratio uh, for the S&P 500? And you said we're trading above that range. You know, how far above the range would you go before you're saying, hey, things are just a little bit frothy now. And if they are a little bit frothy or, or your near opinion overvalued, you know, what can people do out there? Should they move more into bonds? Um, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, a person has done well, but now they want to put some defense mechanisms in their portfolio, not get out of the market, but maybe maybe take some profits off the table. What would you say to that person? Hey, it's just getting a little bit too frothy for me. Maybe I'm a balanced or a moderately conservative investor. What should those people do? Yeah, well, there was a lot of questions, John. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's go, let's kind of take them in order a little bit. Okay, here. go ahead. So, so as far as valuation goes, yeah, like we said in the previous segment, valuations aren't cheap. I like to look at valuations on this thing called P/E ratios, which means price to earnings ratio, and I like to look at a price to earnings on forecasted next twelve months forecasted earnings divided by the price of the stock market. Um, right now, that's at about 17, 17 and a half times, depending whose forecast you look at. Um, you know, when the stock markets get cheap, you know, they drop below 15 times. So we're a little bit above long-term averages, which are right around 15 times. Um, that doesn't mean valuation can't expand a little bit, but I would not expect it. Uh, I think once you start approaching 20 times forward, 12 months price to earnings ratio, that's when a yellow flag comes up and we need to be concerned a little bit. Um, but, but what I'm more concerned about, John, on an ongoing basis is we watch the economy a lot and even more so we watch the trajectory of that 10% forecasted earnings growth in both 17 and 18, because those are the two things connected together. They're highly correlated that are really going to drive stock prices going forward. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So about those folks who have had some success, who have been invested in the market and who are basically maybe feeling a little uneasy. You know what? I completely understand that. Um, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that is, is how older are you? What's your risk tolerance? What's your financial objectives long term? Um, personally, I don't believe in an all in all out mentality. But for those folks who are feeling we're getting a little long in the tooth, 
um, that a correction may be on the horizon. Uh, and I want to remind folks that we have corrections, and a correction is somewhere between down 5 and down 10%, on average, three times a year. Cool. Um, so we need to remind ourselves that, that corrections are not crashes. Okay. Didn't we have uh, four corrections in uh, 2016, Mike? We did. 2016 was an up 12% year in the broad stock market, and we had four 5% plus corrections in that time frame in But, you know, we, we talked about behavioral dynamics, and I know the G50E, uh, which has been a flagship portfolio of yours for, I think, since uh, June of 2009, uh, has done extremely well. And, you know, if my memory serves me correctly, I want to say it was in February of 16, the portfolio might have been down maybe 10, 12% and ended up over 20% for the year. You know, just to give some listeners out there some dynamic, you know, if, if you were um, a worrywart and you just looked at the first month and a half of the year of 2016 and you would have pulled the plug and gone to cash, um, you would have missed out on a 20% year yeah, in that you, portfolio, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I think it's just important for the behavioral part of our business to kind of tell those stories to people because sometimes they can make a knee-jerk reaction that maybe they regret later. I agree. So so saying I'm going to buy low and sell high is a lot easier than actually implementing buying low and selling high. In fact, most folks tend to do the opposite. They tend to buy high and sell low. So they're buying when things are exuberant and safe, and they're selling when things are panicky and not looking so good. Um, mm-hmm. And if you do that over and over again, you're gonna you're gonna detract a lot of value over time. But exactly. so that's why we don't endorse an all-in, all-out mentality because I I don't have a crystal ball. We make forecasts, but I certainly don't have a crystal ball, and I can't tell you when the exact top is and when the exact yeah. bottom is of of the three corrections we have per year or, you know, or when the next 2008 will hit. Um, but I do know that markets have been hitting new highs since they've been following the stock market 200 years ago. Market, that's what they're supposed to do. Markets, that's what they do. They yeah. hit new highs consistently. So what but, if they just wanted to dial it back a little bit? Yeah, you know? yeah. so I was just getting to that. And that, that's a great point. You know, I, I'm aware and I'm cognizant of the fact that we are eight years into this bull market. Now, Time doesn't kill a bull market. Deteriorating fundamentals do. And we already talked about how fundamentals are pretty constructive and pretty good right now. But with that being said, uh, let's say someone, John, is 60% stocks and 40% bonds. And that's a good long-term allocation for them. And and, and they talk to us. And, and by the way, that's why I think our collaborative investment process works really well, John, mm-hmm. is that we talk to clients. We talk to each other all the time. And it, it, it's a great partnership between client, advisor, and investment manager. You don't get that in a lot of places. But after a conversation, if a client says, I'm a little nervous, and we say, you know what, that, that makes some sense. Usually you're going to be 60% stocks and 40% bonds. But if you want to dial that back to, say, 50% stocks or 40% sto- stocks and 60% bonds, that's okay. Um, and, and that may not be such a bad thing. So. I have no problem dialing it back a little bit, but I do not believe in trying to time markets and and, and adopting an all-in or all-out mentality. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, what do you see going on with the bond market? You know, I mean, with Fed policy right now, it seems like they're not doing a whole lot, and I don't know, maybe we might get a, a 25 basis point raise here or there. 
Do you see that that's kind of, you know, staying almost in neutral for right now? Or do you, do you think that they're slowly going to raise rates? I'm just kind of curious of that for our bond investors out there. Yeah. So I, I think neutral is a great descriptive word you just used, John. Uh, the bond market is, is just kind of stuck in neutral. We think interest rates are going to stay lower for longer than most folks think. Um, right now, kind of the bellwether interest rate is about uh, is is based off of the ten year government bond yield. Um, that ten year yield is about two and a quarter percent right now. Uh, if we exit the year at two and a half percent, I would be surprised. Um, the long term average for that ten year bond yield is about four percent. We so that means as the Fed begins to hike interest rates, and trust me, they want to normalize interest rates. They need to move it from about two and a quarter percent all the way up to 4% on that 10-year bond yield. That's going to take, in my opinion, at least a couple years and maybe even a little longer. So I think interest rates will be lower than longer, stuck in neutral, trying to get into drive. I mean, I, I think that's going to be a long and measured process. Yeah. So for those out there that are still thinking about refinancing their homes, you know, interest rates, I don't, I don't see them spiking anytime soon. And, and I, I agree with you, Mike. It's going to be a, a slow road. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, completely. Uh, well, what about yeah. this whole debt ceiling? Oh, go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? We should probably take another quick break right here before we go into the debt ceiling, John. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for listeners out there, by the way, we've got a great book uh, offering for people that call in. Uh, it's a book that we wrote a couple of years ago, Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, uh, a Financial Roadmap. So for those of the, that want, or those that are listening that want that book, give us a call toll-free at 855 855- Two six zero seven three six one again eight five five two six zero seven three six one and if you come in for a complimentary consultation, we will give you a copy of the book. Awesome! Well, that's a great offer. I uh, appreciate that, John. Now, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more here on creating lifestyles, building legacies with our host John Balserac and our special guest today, Michael Binger. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from A4 Wealth Advisors now by going to a4wealth.com or by calling us at 888-949-7475. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. And we have a very special guest here, uh, a man who can be seen on Fox Business News as a regular contributor and uh, uh, CNBC, Michael Binger from Gradient Investments is with us. John, wow, you're bringing the A-list special guests. I love it. Absolutely. Well, we've got a lot of insight here. Again, we just can't thank uh, Mike and I uh, for all his insight. And, you know, when you talk, Mike, I think people out there and listeners out there get a sense of ease that, you know, so many times I think people overthink things um, when it comes to their money and their portfolio. So tell me, what are some of the ideas that uh, you and your team over there, your investment team at Gradient Investments are talking about right now? I know that you have a number of, of great portfolios. And I know a lot of our clients have used those portfolios and they've had a lot of success. 
But what do you like right now as far as portfolios? Are you overweighting or underweighting any of your specific portfolios? And is there any portfolio that you want to specifically talk about today? Yeah, exactly. Um, we have a couple of stock market or equity market portfolios. Um, the first is the Gradient 50. It's 50 U.S. blue chip, dividend paying, dividend growing companies inside that portfolio. But the key is it's blue chip and it's dividend paying and it's uh, U.S. based. Um, and then we also have a great complement to that is the Gradient 40i. And the I stands for international. Um, and that's 40 companies um, that are also blue chip. They pay great and generous dividends and they raise those dividends over time. It just so happens that they happen to be domiciled overseas. So at the beginning of the year, because U.S. stocks had done so well, because dividend paying stocks in that portfolio, the G50 was up over 20% last year, we said, you know what, we're finally starting to see signs of life in global markets. So we had a portfolio tilt towards international and, you know, I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit here, but, but the longer I've been around, the more I tend to lean towards quality and, and blue chip type of names and, and names and companies that pay dividends. But we thought global dividend payers were opportunistic. And so that's what we leaned with coming into 2017. Um, those stocks have done well. And where the blue chip dividend stocks in the U.S. have lagged a bit this year. So right now we're pretty comfortable holding an equal weighting of both international and U.S.-based blue-chip, dividend-paying, dividend-growing stocks. So we think an equal weighting of the Gradient 50 and the Gradient 40i is, is a great way to go for the growth allocation in your portfolio right now. On, on the bond side, John, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, it's going to be tougher to make money in the bond market going forward. So it's not like we dislike bonds, but we need to really reset our expectations there. Uh, we mm -hmm. think that money put into the bond market today, we need to think about a 1% to 2% type of return, not the 5 6 or 7s that we've been used to for a long time. Interest rates are low. They're going to, at a very measured pace, tick up. So the bond market is tough, but that doesn't mean you don't invest in bonds because they do protect assets in a downturn. They do give us some dry powder and flexibility to move in a correction towards more growth-oriented equity portfolios. And we do get a little bit of income, uh, just not as much as we've been used to in the past. That's great. Is there anything that you see out there that is undervalued right now or, or very opportunistic? Um, yes. Uh, we're, we're not ready to say you jump into energy stocks right at this moment, but that sector has been beaten up pretty hard. Um, we think there's some opportunity there. Uh, we do have an energy sector focused portfolio uh, that we're warming up to quite a bit right now. Um, but I'm getting the high sign here that we have about one minute left from Tony. So I just want to remind people that don't get caught up in all the political noise. I, I, we, yeah. we always have political noise. Yes, it can move markets in the very short term, but, but, but just remain aware, get above the fray. Don't mix your portfolio decisions with your political feelings. When you do that, you're generally going to hurt your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, so keep That's them separate. Advice. They are separate things. Uh, you know, politics come and go. Uh, the time frames are two years or four years, whatever it may be. There's always issues. Your portfolio decisions should be based on who you are, what you want to accomplish, and it should have a longer-term time horizon. Don't mix the two. You'll be better off. 
Perfect, Mike. Well, that was uh, some awesome advice and so glad to have you on today's show. For our listeners out there, uh, you know, one of the greatest things I think that you can do for yourselves is number one, have a plan. Uh, so many people don't have a plan or don't have a cogent plan. Uh, for those of you that do have a plan, maybe it's time for a second opinion. Uh, you know, we have our PAR analysis where we'll go through in detail and look at all your investments. We'll look at the risk you're taking. We'll look at the performance you're getting. We'll look at the fees that you're paying. And uh, if we cannot provide substantial value, we'll never ask for your business. So give us a call today, toll free at 855-260-7361. Again, that's 855-260-7361. It only costs you your time. There is absolutely no charge for our second opinion analysis. And we'll see everybody here this time next week. Thank you all for turning in. Thank you for listening to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Call 888-949-7475 or visit their website at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. John Balserzak and A4 Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.